Hello there. Welcome to the Oblivious Maximus podcast for another week. I'm your host, Aaron Osborne. This week, my guest is Neil Walters. Uh, Neil is a photographer based in Melbourne um, who does a lot of work for Unified, um, a record label based down here that um, involves lots of different bands, but his work primarily has been with bands like the Amity Affliction and North Lane and In Hearts Wake. He's also done some music videos for bands like Hellions and The Bennies um, and is a really nice guy. Um, someone I hadn't met before, someone who's very enthusiastic about um, what he's doing and enthusiastic about the way he's approaching it, which is probably somewhat different to how uh, other photographers I've discussed, um, I guess the art and technique and the, I guess the method of photography in terms of live music and music in general, um, he's approaching it somewhat differently. So it was interesting to see a different perspective on that, um, and have, you know, a chat with someone again, who I haven't met before. So it was fun doing that. Um, yeah, we just had a chinwag about photography, basically. Talked a bit about music, talked about videography and stuff as well. Um, but yeah, it was a cool conversation. Um, so yeah, this is this is my recorded conversation with Neil. Um, I don't really have anything to promote, I suppose. Um, I exist has some shows, some shows, some shows coming up in November um, on the 11th and 12th. Um, on the 11th in Canberra at Transit Bar and on the 12th uh, at Crowbar in Brisbane. So if you want to see I Exist, come to those shows. Um, Mad Supports in Canberra, we're playing with um, Wretch, Disavow and Lord Sword from Sydney, which will be sick. And in Brisbane, we are playing with Sex Drive, Nerve Damage and Hobo Magic, which will be unreal. Um, So come to those if you want. Uh, Also... There's still Oblivious Maximus podcast t-shirts on our big cartel. Uh, you can go to our website and see that stuff as well. Um, but yeah, those are all the things that I need to talk about. Um, so otherwise, please enjoy episode 54. 54 of the Oblivious Maximus podcast with Neil Walters from photography. Fucking brutal all right neil thank you for doing my podcast thanks for having me mate it's a pleasure to be in your little den yeah (laughs) my psychiatrist room um all right, so how did you primarily get into music? How did that start off for you? Um, with photography or just like music? Just in music general in general. Life. Um, my brother gave me three CDs when I was like 10 or 11 years old. Mm-hmm. And that, that would have been my first experience. I think it was like Silver Chair. Um, it was a neon ballroom. Yep. It was first one of the living end albums and the hottest 100 and And that was your kickoff yeah it was the same it was the same hottest 100 that josh got yeah um he's told that i've heard him tell that story a hundred (laughs) times it's the same one with stink fist on it and that yeah that song opened up all new 
realms for me with in the music industry and pretty much just got that everything that I did from then on or I wanted to do in life kind of revolved around music so I was like I gotta find an in man like, yeah I've got to be involved in this some way yeah and I was too shit of a musician to <laughs> like I gave that a go for ages what did you I, play I played bass and it, okay it, it sucked man did like, it stick? <laughs> oh like we were all right like I was in a in like a blues rock band for a while mm -hmm. and nothing of any value or that any i would ever show anyone <laughs> ever again um we've all got those bands we're uh, in dude i know people that are in bands that <laughs> they shouldn't they shouldn't show people yep. um but yeah so i thought well if i if i can't play music for a profession then i've got to find another way in and that kind of led to what i do yeah now in a way so whereabouts did you grow up uh, I grew up around the eastern suburbs of Melbourne, so okay. like Ferntragelli kind of area. Yeah, uh, Upper Ferntragelli to be specific. Yeah, that was. There's not a lot of music out there, man. Like no. it's it's and if it was like it was just all hillbilly kind of music up in the hills and yeah, right. It was it was alright, but I spent most weekends in the city, like I still do, because mm -hmm. everything revolves around there. And um, yeah, it just it sucked out there a little bit. Yeah. Was there much of like a culture growing up for you in regards to like appreciating music and stuff like that though? Oh yeah. Well, my dad, my dad was pretty heavy on vinyls and listening mm -hmm. to music all the time. Like you always have the radio going and say my mum too. She tried to get me into this band when I was a kid and I thought they sucked and I was like, I, I can't get into this mum like i i don't really get it and it was the doors yep and <laughs> try to get I, you to expand like, your mind as a child this this music sucks like <laughs> let's listen to and i kept trying to push silver chair on her i'm like this is music mum and oh, i'm right in both ways they're both amazing <laughs> but then it only came to when i was like actually started to appreciate music where i'd apologize to mum i'm like i'm sorry jim morrison was a god yeah, yeah. you were very right yeah but I think, I mean, I was just talking about this with someone the other day. I think when you're a kid though, like it really, um, like it, re you re it really drives home that you can't like what your parents like the first time they show it to you. Mm. Like, I think lots of the stuff my dad listened to when I was a kid, I just was like, ah, oh, this is boring dad music. And then now I'm like, that's amazing. Why so did my, I my hate it? My dad was right. Yeah, my right. Dad, my dad showed me Guns N' Roses. Okay. And I was like, this is sick. Sure. Because I thought Slash with the yeah. hat and everything. <laughs> and I was like, Axel's the best. And yep. like, we're going to go, I, I'm taking him to go see him at the MCG. And That's I was fine. like, this is, this is sick. Like, I wouldn't go by myself. I'd just be like, ah, eh, they're old now and you won't be able to hear anything. Like, yeah. it'll be a shitty gig, like overall, but yeah, I'm going to go, I got to take him to see it. Cause yeah. that's like my, my earliest possible memories of music. It was him trying like, us going out one morning to he was going to get this Guns N' Roses pinball machine and he was going to buy it and he's like this is it and I had like a gun as the thing and the rose as the <laughs> release and yeah. I was like yes I was like six years old that's unreal like, dad this is sick and he didn't get it because he's um, my stepmom's just like it's a stupid purchase you shouldn't get it and I'll always resent her for that <laughs> still would have had that machine yeah and that would have been sick I really, I, I had a friend who had a pinball machine and 
before the purchase, I was like, this is the dumbest idea ever. And then as soon as it was there, I was like, this is fucking this is sick. sick. I yeah, will yeah, play this yeah. all the time. <laughs> Dude, pinball machines are the shit. Yeah. Like, it's, even... like, it's like having a ping pong table. When I was a kid, my mum bought a ping pong table. And I was like, I remember when she bought it, I was like, I don't know when I'm going to play this. And then I literally played it like every day. Yeah, dude, I'm still like, when I settle down and have my own everything, it's legit having a pinball machine. Pinball machine like straight yeah. up. It's going to be my first big purchase. Very necessary. Yeah. Um, so like in terms of, I guess, getting into that stuff through your brother and stuff then, did that carry over into like your relationships and things at school as well? Um, the schools I went to, like, everyone was into they weren't into music man it was yeah. it was so weird like i was always i i got a really bad mark in at the end of high school because i all i did was spend my time in the music room and the media department and that mm-hmm. was it which is like what gelled to go where i am now but they like the first time i took music to school was in like grade four and they're like was in music class like bringing an album which is you love and every boy, everyone bought in like Backstreet Boys, mm-hmm. Britney Spears, and everything. And I bought in the Black Album, mm-hmm. and everyone. And the t- I, I will never ever forget that the teacher said to me, she goes, at the end of every listen of one of the albums, they go, okay, what did this give you? Was it like, was it, did it, did you feel happy after listening to it, or did it give you a headache? And every everyone else's was like, I feel so great after this. And yeah. then every single kid that got asked is like, gave me a headache. And I was like, <laughs> fuck this. <laughs> That's bullshit. Yeah. This is like one of the best albums of all time. It's like, I knew who Bob Rock was. And I'm like, you guys need to look at Bob Rock. You know, you made one of the greatest albums. I've like, never heard of a child hyping up Bob Rock Dude, before. Bob Rock was the man. Like, even when I saw that, um, the bullshit St. Anger movie where yeah. they're like, it was rubbish but still I was like dude Bob Rock he like made the best wow. album ever I was like ah, none of the kids agreed with me and nah, it, like it was only even in high school they we all we listened to was like Eminem and System of a Down mm-hmm. they were the two and kids in high school still didn't appreciate the heavier side of yeah. what I was into back then so it was I was always pushing to um get everybody especially in music class i'll be like let's play tool like yeah i was like it sucked but every single bass player knows tool songs because it's sure it's just like impressive to play and you're like you look cool um doing it but everyone else is like the drummer that we had he sucked and he was just like dude i can't play this i'm like mm. you need to learn how to play this music <laughs> dude you need to learn how to play stink fist because it's the best song ever and yeah. they're like no nah, i'm not i'm not into that man so i had to play you know miles davis and or just like I, I love Miles Davis, but at the time, you know, I was a sixteen-year-old kid trying yeah. to play blues music. You're like, we don't even have a trumpet player, man, and we're playing this. Yeah, we're playing a trumpet player's song, mm. and we had like backing tracks, which is that. I'm like, this isn't this isn't fun at all. No. So there was always a a want or need to get into more stuff, and you know, put my fingers in as many pies as possible with music. Yeah. Um, and I guess that stemmed over to even more of what I do now I've just been always wanting to do as many different things as many different areas yeah otherwise I get bored with it so what initially took your interest in photography and stuff like that then weddings really yeah, yeah, yeah. okay I, I went I went the opposite to what most photographers do because yeah. weddings is where all the cash is sure but it's also what sucks your soul out of everything you're like I 
when I was learning, I was like, this is sick. I, I love this. But then when you realize how much stress is involved and yeah. if you, if you screw up a gig, like a live gig, no one cares. They're just like, all right. So, and I've like lost cards and stuff before and they've been like, oh, well that's just, that's that down the drain. Yeah. With a wedding, if you screw anything up, that's it. <laughs> you like, have a bride you, to answer yeah, to. Yeah. You've lost, they, they won't pay you. They won't do anything. That's, yeah. you've lost thousands of dollars just in an instant. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I started with that, like managing a, a this guy I knew his photography business. And then he's like, I need a second photographer. Um, I'm like, all right, well, I've only just dabbled in cameras for however many years. Like on my first camera when I was pretty young, but never, ever thought that, that was even an option as a career. Yeah, like, right. The only thing I... Used... Do you do photography in school or anything like that? Yeah, but all I used to do was like look at Rolling Stone covers and be like, how do I make that? Yeah. And want to do things where I'd be like, okay, I need to, and I still do that. Like I just look at older photos, like photos of the, in the sixties and seventies and everything be like, all right, how do I do that? But now and put a different spin on it. And when I was a kid, I was doing that too. I was like, I looked at, it was like a red hot chili peppers rolling stone cover. Mm -hmm. And like in media class, I made that cover again yeah well and they're like we create that was one of the assignments is create an old photo um and put a new age kind of my my media teacher was the shit like he was a a good dude um and like he saw a little spark in me that i wanted to do something with it but i still never thought it'd eventuate and it took 12 years after that to even think that that was a thing yeah well and then when i started doing that second photographer role for that wedding dude um again i still didn't even think that music would lend any kind of money to me or any kind of lifestyle because it's like this isn't that's not how people make money yeah like you can't what you can take a photo and something's gonna pay you for it like, yeah yeah that seemed that seemed dumb to me at the time mm-hmm. and it still kind of does seem dumb <laughs> people are willing to go here's money i have just press a thing and then i'll give you that money it's yeah. like sick dude that's all right I'll good do that. spot to be <laughs> yeah um but yeah so i got in through that and then got out of it as soon as i felt that i learned enough because mm-hmm. i was like all right so i'm gonna buy my own camera and i just immediately went big with it because i got a pretty addictive personality with things if i'm gonna do it i'm gonna go in properly so i got i got like the best possible camera i could get um and just then I started to go to gigs and people were like, oh, we've seen your photos. Why don't you come down and try doing some music stuff for us? And then the first band that I did that with was Bills on Secrets. Mm-hmm. Um, and they just teased me the whole time and made fun of me and was <laughs> like, no, dude, that sucks. Why don't you take color photos instead of black and white? I'm like, because I'm not good, man. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm not good enough yet. Um but that's what I thought at the time that I didn't realize that that's, I just liked black and white way better. Yeah. Like this looks cooler, dude. This looks like it was in the sixties. So I'm just going to keep doing this. Yeah. Cause it's way more fun. Um, and yeah, everything kind of stemmed off from that. Yeah. That right. Region. And so I guess in, in that turn though, where like in the, all the while, while you were doing the wedding stuff was music still a part of your life then? And that sort of developed. Yeah, beyond like, the school level i was still building relationships with people and going to as many gigs as possible and hanging yeah. out with mates and like when i wasn't um working on the wedding stuff like i'd just go to a gig that night and hang out and 
still be friends with as many people as I can and like just be nice to people really in the industry and make sure that just annoy as many people as I can really (laughs) and just so they know who I was but no one really cared because I had nothing to contribute I was just a dude Um, but then when I started to have a thing to contribute to the industry that's when I started to be able to make friendships a little bit easier and give things and go oh so you know I'll come to your gig if you just chuck me on the door. Like, yeah. I did that for like years, man. There was mm. no, there was, I, did, I still didn't think there was any money involved. Yeah. I'm like, I can get into a gig for free. Yeah. The first time that freaked me out was like, I shot an the first Amity gig, which was like months, only months into picking up a camera. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm going to get to shoot the Amity Affliction at, like, it was at the palace. And I was like, this is sick. I get in for free, dude. And yeah. everyone's like, do you get paid for this? I'm like, I basically got like 80 bucks because that's how much the ticket was. <laughs> like, kind of lied. Everyone's like, yeah, I'm getting paid. and I'm getting $80. Absolutely not getting paid. But still, to me, that seemed sick. I was yeah. like, I've seen gigs at this place that were some of my favorite gigs of all time. And I was front, front row. I was like, mm. in front of the whole crowd. And then I missed most of that gig because I just kept looking back going, this is awesome. Like yeah. no one else is getting a better view than me right now. And it yeah. was only for, you know, nine minutes of the whole set. But that nine minutes was, as soon as I shot that gig, I was like, this is it. I'm I'm not doing anything else. This is what I'm doing with my life. Like, yeah, right. There's no going back from there. And then, you know, I just shot them the other night and I was like, it's still sick. Yeah, that's like, awesome. It was at a way smaller venue because they're just doing these shows before they ass off overseas. But it was still like, I still get that feeling of going, I, these dudes, like I'm the reason, this is the reason I'm still doing this. Mm. It's because I still get that feeling of going, I'm in a way better spot than everybody else in this venue and I'm yeah. getting to do what I like. Yeah, that's cool to have. Mm. Um, and did, like, did the stuff you learnt from doing wedding photography and things like that, were those skills like immediately transferable to shooting music or was that something that like, took a bit of learning as well it's pretty much just the absolute basics of how to compose photos how to do yeah certain things because yeah i wasn't really learning from someone that had many skills in the music industry or any of that kind of stuff so everything about um making sure i was in the right place to shoot like yeah just really basic kind of things but any anything else that i was learning i was just learning off um other photographers and like going to gigs and mm-hmm. that um i think that Amity gig that I was talking about like Hartley was there and mm-hmm. he was the first one I kind of um, like latched onto with wanting to learn and go alright I'm just going to watch what this dude does for a lot of this gig um, and I think he was there with them so I was just after I shot those um, three songs I kind of just watched what he was doing and where he was going and yep. I still do that with photographers that I don't know or like guys that I've known of for a long time and just watch where they go and what they do and go alright well if they're there, like the main thing about what Hartley used to do was, and what he still does is you see this big group of photographers at the front and he'll be on the other side where nobody is. Yeah. And that's, the, that was the, like the main thing that I learned straight away. I'm like, all right, so you just have to have a point of difference because you can have seven photographers and they've all got the same photo directly in front of the lead singer. And if there's a bunch of photographers in front, there's a high chance that lead singer is not going to, do anything yeah interesting straight to one of them but if you're off at the side and the lead guitarist sees just you Mm. you're gonna get a shot yeah he's gonna do something cool if they're more of an interesting 
stage act, mm-hmm. then you, you're going to get a shot. And that's like, so I, instead of getting just the basics, like just taking those basics and then what I'm learning from other photographers, other photographers from the internet, all that kind of stuff. And then just making sure that everything that I was learning was going in one direction and making sure that everybody could see a point to it yeah. rather than just, oh, this dude just knows how to take a portrait and that's it. Yeah, but sure. it was getting information from as many different areas as possible. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting even in the sense that like um, you say like draw focus. If everyone's standing around a singer, you go over to the other side and then you're standing in front of a guitar player. Like I think as someone who plays guitar, that's like almost, that's like, like you just said, it's like one in 10 photographers will ever do that. Yeah. Because everyone just wants to get photos of the singer or they want to get photos of the singer and the crowd or lots of lights or whatever. And it's like, I mean, as someone who like appreciates photography, I don't, obviously I'm not a part of it, but I'm on the other side quite often. I, you know, people take photos of us playing music. Like you really learn to appreciate the people who take photos of the rest of the band. Yeah. And like, like everyone you know, you're all up there making that music. Like you're all doing it. It's and it's quite funny when it's like, oh yeah, it's just another million photos of the singer. Or which, and I understand because they are the 100%. front person. Yeah. And more often than not, they are the one doing the more interesting physical stuff. So, but I think, I think something with, with I guess music photography, and I don't know if this has been the way for you, but something that I've always thought must be tricky for people is making your own you know footprint on something that is particularly in like larger scale shows so like amity and stuff like that Mm. there's a million people who want to take those photos so i feel like it is there is something to trying to make your own thing a part of that yeah well i I got pretty lucky with those large scale shows when when i started to shoot them i was working for those bands yeah a lot of the time like the biggest shows that I kind of shot with like the Northland dudes. Mm-hmm. And so getting my own kind of thing from it was easier because you'd have AAA. Yeah. When once all those other photographers went away, you jump in, you get shots that nobody else is getting. Sure. But there are there are shows where I was shooting in festivals and everything where you just have to battle with everybody else. Mm. But it just came down to if I was, I was like, okay, I'm going to crouch down here and get this shot with all the lights in and the singer and everything. And then I feel like four other photographers right near me taking the same thing. I just get up and move. Yeah. You're like, all right, that I don't want the same shot as all these other guys. There's no point to it because yeah. it's just going to get posted and everybody's going to do the same thing. And the band's going to get sent the same photo four times. Yeah. And then that's how you don't get credited or no one, they Uses don't use it. Because it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It get, it's been posted four times already online. Why would they yeah, post sure. it again? So you've just got to look for that point of difference. So if like if everyone's pointed right at the singer's face while he's doing this, I'll if he's got like a pair of Converse on, there's a high chance I'm going to take a photo of his shoes. Yeah. So I I get this fascination with like what what the band members are wearing too. I'm like, oh, that's a sick jacket. I get like close up of the jacket with the guitar, and then like a lot of the time they post those photos because no one takes photos of them. Yeah. So you're just going to look for that. It's always about that point of difference of going, what hasn't a person shot of this band before? Sure. It's like everyone's seen that overhead shot that um, Kane's been doing and El Macias and everyone recently. It's like, I've got no interest in doing that. 
because yeah. it's been done now. Someone's and, doing it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like, that's that's their thing. Why would I just go and do that exact same thing again? Mm. Um, so it's always when you're in those massive pit situations at like what Soundwave was and Big Day Out and everything and Unify now, it's you just have to go, all right, so at the moment there's 30 photographers in this pit. Like Unify last year was ridiculous. There's so many photographers in the pit. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, all right, I just have to get away from this and like use bigger lenses shot from the side or just try to get like even in the crowd and shoot through that and just things that I go okay so at the end of the day they're gonna go how did you get that shot when nobody else gave that to us and that's how they remember you and that's how they post your work yeah sure um (coughs) and so from from doing that stuff though I guess uh how does it change when you start like going from doing the like the nine minutes in the front row to actually, uh, you know, getting employed by someone, I suppose, to take photos. Because I, th- I think that's probably something that not a lot of people who, not, I guess, don't do this stuff realize, but that a lot of people do take photographers on tour with them and mm. things like that. Um, is, like, do you then have to think about how you're doing things differently again once you're in a different realm then you run out of ideas pretty quick (laughs) you just sit there and go all right so sick first show of the whole tour you get half a set in and then you're like dude i got so many sick shots it's like this is great i'm having such a good time you're like i've got another if you do us you've got i got another 28 shows to go yeah how am i going to make this look any different like yeah but you just that's when you kind of hold off a bit you're like all right so i can take three say we're working with north lane for example so i can take 300 photos of marcus tonight they're all great he's got all of his shots then he's like say if marcus is going to post one photo he's a really bad example because he's awful at posting photos (laughs) it's like we'd be on the tour bus i'm like dude do you like these photos i'm giving you he's like dude so good like never posted what are you doing like he's just like i'm just lazy dude i'm like yeah all right well it's good like i'm in in that lucky kind of thing where you can ask them are you you cool with these photos like they're right because if i was working with a huge band where you don't really get to speak to the band or anything you send them like a hundred photos for show and one member posts one of them you're like i did a bad job yeah i've screwed up here this is this is not a good thing sure um but if if yeah if if I'm on that kind of tour and you go, all right, so you got to look for a point of difference every night. And luckily if you do an overseas tour, the venues are pretty different every single night. But if sure. you do in Australia, you've only got five, maybe six shows. And yeah. most of those venues are pretty much the same. Like yeah. You start getting used to them. Yeah. And, but that's the best part about working with Australian bands. You've only got six shows. Sure. And if you're working with small, if you do the full East coast run, then most of those venues are not huge, but they are all very different, um, different crowds every night. Like <clears throat> the difference between Sydney and Canberra is huge yeah. because most of the time there's no one at Canberra uh-huh. and Sydney is a big show. Correct. So at least you're going to have to work for it a lot harder in Canberra yeah. and Sydney, you're just going to go big crowd shots. So you're yeah. like, all right, so I know Canberra's up tomorrow. I'm going to do pretty tight shots on the dudes, like a lot of close up face stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, just go different with it, maybe a little bit of weird video stuff. Um, but with Sydney, you just got to show off how sick it was. Yeah. You're like, we had a thousand people at this show. This was huge. Mm-hmm. And people want to see that. But in Canberra, you're like, 
oh, I'm gonna take a lot of photos of John's guitar tonight. <laughs> he's gonna get some shots of the pedal board. Yeah. Like, yep. It's gonna be great. But you um, need them, man. Yeah. You gotta have those. You gotta have those fillers that they can send to endorsement companies. Yeah. Ask if you ever have Josh Smith on this podcast. Ask him how much he loves his pickups. And like <laughs> that's every single show. Can you get some photos of my pickups tonight, man? Yeah, I'll get some photos. You do it. Don't worry. That's that's what the camera shows for. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Canberra. My <laughs> hometown. To Canberra. Paying for those pickups. Exactly, that's right. Um, so I guess, on top of that too, how was the transition then into video? Like, when did that come about for you? I didn't want to do video. Yeah, right. I still don't want to do video. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody wants to do video. Like, it's... It's... If I screw up a photo, I can still salvage something out of it a lot of the time. Yep. Video is just like another level of being like, if I screw this up, that's it. Yeah. Like, you got to reshoot. And if you say something goes wrong or the venue, it was like the Equinox tour. It, the videos were sick for that, mm-hmm. but the lighting was so harsh a lot of the time where we'd be like, oh, that shot would have looked great if it was just photos because I could have brought down the yeah. exposure and everything. Video, like, oh, scrap that shot. Yeah, it's, right. It's a nightmare, but it, Video started with just um, the bands I was touring with are like, oh, can you just chuck together a little clip for tonight? Like it was mostly because of um, uh, the one of the bands I was touring really early on called Who Invited the Wolf. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, can you just do a couple of videos and here and there? I'm like, yeah, yeah, cool. And they're like, all right, so we need a music video. I'm like, I can do that. Yeah. Never shot a music video in my life. <laughs> Had no idea what I was doing. Like, just in, dive in. <clears throat> yeah, in hindsight, I was like, that's a really dumb idea. Because yeah. they're like, we'll give you a decent budget um, and, you know, get all this stuff and get a good idea. And I was like, yeah, sick, I can do that. And we got, like, this sick camera that I'd never used before. And I was like, you just turn it on. And it's like a video camera, you know, FS7. It's great, man. And then it literally took me, like, 20 minutes out of figure out how to turn the thing on. Like, on set, <laughs> I was like... I have no idea what I'm doing. I had to like Google all these things, how to turn on FS7. And I was like, oh man, this is a nightmare. And then, but you just, at the start of my career and like even some things I do now, it's just pissing into the wind. You know, you're like, yeah. I just hope this works because if it doesn't, I'm screwed. Mm. Um, and I look back at that video I did now, it was like with fluoro paint and it was ridiculous. Like yeah. It, in, I look back and I'm like, well, that's, that was a dumb idea to do that as my first ever music video. Cause I was like working with fluoro paint and these neon lights and everything that the paint would only react to the lights in a certain way. Never really worked with light. Like our only lighting for the whole thing was three floodlights at the back of the video. Yep. Completely backlit. Mm-hmm. And then the um, neon lights at the front for when it switched to the paint. Mm-hmm. I'd never do that now. Like, yeah. if someone came up with that idea, be like, nope, that's dumb. Don't do that. Let's <laughs> do something that's easy. Yeah. Um, Manageable. Yeah. And so I fluked it. It worked. A lot of things lined up where I put it in post and I'm like, I didn't mean that. And it looks great. But it, a lot of, a lot, I pissed into the wind that time and it worked. Like yeah. none of it went all over me. So, so did, has an interest like developed there for you at all? Or is it, or is it just something you think it's just like that you're just doing now? Oh, I'm, I'm always interested in every part of what I do. Otherwise I wouldn't do it. Yeah. Like, and it, all I'm looking to do now is push boundaries with it and go, what can I do now that people have never seen? 
or has only been done on a very small scale that I thought that it can be done a lot better. Okay. Um, so I, I'm not interested now in doing like, I've had a lot of offers of bands like, can you just do a straight performance video in this room or something? I'm like, no, unless it was like Slipknot or someone coming and saying, can you do a performance video? Like, yes, yes, I can. <laughs> Easy yeah. done. But that kind of stuff now doesn't interest me because I'm like, I've seen it done so many times that you'd li- even if they threw like a huge budget at me for a small thing, I'd still be like, no, well, let's do something interesting. You know, yeah. Josh said to me the other day, he's like, let's do something with fire. He's yeah. like, he gave me permission to do this. And normally he's the dude telling me, no, you no can't fires. do that, dude. Like, <laughs> he, that's, it's such an awful idea. Like, yeah. And so he's given me permission to try and find a band to work with fire on something because mm-hmm. the last couple of fire videos that i've seen have just been like oh that's very basic yeah. uh, or it hasn't been done right um so yeah those kind of things or just bands that i'm really into yeah where i'm like okay i get approached and they're like yeah all right let's do this because it's going to be fun yes yeah, um and so yeah as long as it's interesting to me i'll do it but it's my everything that i lie with in my heart of hearts and my pure passions with this whole thing is just photography. Yeah. But video is just, I have to do it because like I want to, but I, I have to, otherwise I'm just another photographer. Sure. And you can find a photographer easily. You just open the door at any like vegan supermarket in Brunswick and there's a <laughs> photographer there nearly guaranteed. Sure. Um, so it's, it's just about, you know, putting my fingers in as many pies yeah. as possible. And that's why, labels like unified and everything want to work with me because i can do all of those things mm-hmm. um and it's getting harder to find people that can do photography and video and audio and all these kind of things yeah um and do them well and quickly sure like and quickly that's always been the thing that i've been about with photos and video work is quick turnarounds make sure people can get things out there as soon as possible yeah, well, I mean, I, I guess that's uh, like a good mindset to have, and particularly with someone who I suppose has come up at the time that you've been doing this as well, is the importance of where in the past having photos and videos and stuff were things that like you would need to wait for a magazine to press it, or you would need to wait until, you know, you could turn around tape and you could do all that stuff. Yeah. Whereas now, I mean, photos, essentially, you could have them done, you know, within, you know, before the end of the night to have yeah. them to go. And video... Well, I, that's what I do. You know? Yeah. Like, yeah. On the Equinox run, I was doing that. <coughs> like, they finished... As soon as the last bit of confetti went off and we got that, like, crowd shot at the end, mm. straight up to the dressing room and getting those photos ready to put out. Like, yeah. Unified wanted that. Like, we, the, they all did, like, a big bow every night and in front of the crowd. And they're like, we want to post that photo within minutes of the show being done. Mm. So, like, literally, I'd run to the dressing room, put that photo up, get it ready. And as people were walking out of the gig, clicking on that Northlane hashtag, it'd be there. Yeah, it'd right. Sick. Well, I mean, that's a, that's a crazy way of looking at it as well. It's a crazy way of um, like interacting with your art, I suppose, too, is mm-hmm. that now, much like, um, you know, people just posting like crowd videos of bands playing or whatever, having, because of that... Now there is this need for like the, I guess not the better version, but like the professional side yeah. of that thing. Because you know? like your iPhone is sick and I'm all for people using their phones to take good photos. But if you can have that thing where people are tagging themselves going, hey, look, it's us. 
Yeah. And then they put that photo up. That's that's the thing. Yeah, it's like that, That's how you can go, this show was sick and they can remember that rather than just a crappy photo on their phone that they took yeah. from halfway back and it's all blown out and everything. And sure. You, you can actually have those photos now. Yeah. But so is, has that been something that you feel like has impacted on how you do your work then as well? Like making sure that um, you create stuff that is sort of shared for you and things like that too? Yeah, like, you'll you'll find a lot of photographers now, man. We're all shooting for Instagram in a way. Yeah, sure. Like, and which makes sense. That's a, that, and like, I, I would argue that anyone who doesn't acknowledge that or doesn't want to align with technology is like, well, good luck to you yeah, because that's how them. the world's yeah. moving. Yeah, you've got to adapt, man. That's, that's that's the whole thing. And going when I first started, Instagram wasn't a thing. Like, yeah, no one cared. It was they put it on Facebook and MySpace and whatever, but no one cared. Like, sure. it, um, I was still like, I had an old Instagram account. And I was just like, literally, just pictures of my dog and food and that kind of stuff. Sure. And like, standard yeah, Instagram, yeah, exactly, right. And <laughs> it's what it used to be. Now it's like professional photos of food and professional <laughs> photos of my dog. It's yep, sure. I use like my lighting test now is my dog. Like, I put him on a seat and go, all right, so I'm going to use a model tomorrow here. So test out the lights, <laughs> and he just sits there with a big dumb look on his face. That's a good boy. It's yeah. Um, good on him. Yeah, he's good. Shout out to Soybean. Um, <laughs> so yeah, he that yeah, that's that's the way, man. Like if if I go, all right. So what's the one shot? Because you, you pretty much with every single gig, I aim to get like one photo where I'm like, I guarantee you that the band's gonna want to use this shot. Like sure. this, it's well for bands I, I work with at least, because um, I know what they like. Like I with. In Hearts Wake, Northland, those kind of bands. I know what those bands like and what they don't like. So I know with um, the Northland dudes, it's like they love crowd shots. They love um, shots of their gear and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, John wears this weird thing on his face now. So showing that off. And sure. It's, it's just about going, all right, so what is that person going to want to use? Mm-hmm. Um rather than what's going to be put in a magazine in six months time. It's, yeah. Um, like I'm still shooting for everything and you know, what I like and then and what bands like, what the label likes label just likes quick turnaround and a good photo, you know, sure. it's, they're pretty easy to please. Um, but yeah, so I'm just always trying to adapt and go, all right, it's, there's so many things in my mind while I'm shooting that, and especially if I get to do video on the same night too. So it's like, all right, so I get all these photos and these kind of ways it's going to be used for this. I know Gibson wants to use this for this guitar too. So I got to send that to them. I'm going to get video, which has to feature this, this, and this. So there's so many tie-ins that it, you forget what to do a lot of the time. Yeah. And you're like, oh, I didn't get that shot at all, but now oh, we'll get it tomorrow night. Yeah. Um, luckily in that, in that kind of, aspect of it Mm. so i guess to the side of the live stuff then i suppose doing more formal things like music videos and uh promo photos and whatever things like that how do you approach that in terms of making you know artwork and stuff like how do you how do you make that interesting for yourself because obviously live as you said can get quite repetitive but then at the same time everything is different every time you do it whereas when you're doing Yeah, you, you're more standard stuff, as I assume with every photographer and everyone who makes music videos and stuff. It's probably pretty tricky sometimes yeah. to keep creative, I suppose. Yeah, well, luckily with every 
every band I've worked with with music videos, they've all been create like obviously they're musicians, so they're creatively minded sure. anyway. But they've all been fairly into it. Yeah. Like the main like working with the Young Lions guys and even D's nuts like me and JJ sat down and had so many meetings before we did those videos mm-hmm. that he um, he's like I these can't just be what everybody's done before and like what standard D's nuts videos are. I'm like, yeah, all right, well, let's actually figure them out. And like, yep. we've already got plans for the next ones and everything or like it's ages away and we're still already talking about it and going, so let's get creatively minded about it and make sure that it's different. Cause if it's not different, if, it, if I watch, I dislike most music videos I do at the sure. end of the day. Anyway, I've watched them too many times. I always hate the song. Like I can, <laughs> I, I'm the first time I'm listening to the this band sent me a demo the other day of a song we're going to do soon. And I listen to it. And I'm like, this is so sick. And then I get down on it. Cause I'm like, oh, I'm going to hate listen this. To this 1000 times. I'm, yeah. And then I'll hear it on the radio and I'll be like, ah oh, man, this song sucks. Like yep. I just, I don't want to listen to it anymore. Um, and I think, and I think that's always the greatest bummer for being in a band or being a photographer or whatever too, because the songs you make videos for are generally the best songs because yeah. they're the singles exactly. or whatever. And then you fucking hate them. Yeah. The I used, dude, I used to love North Lane. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> dude, that, when Rot first came out, I was like, this is so sick. And then listen to Node so many times. I, I took that stuff off my iPod a long yeah. time ago. I was like, I can't listen to this anymore, man. I've heard this song a thousand times. It's just... Uh, that, that, you yeah, know it back to front. Yeah. And I'm, it's been... The lyrics have been spat on me many a night. And it's just <laughs> uh, not fun for me anymore. Yeah. But it, yeah, it's... As long as I can find a point of difference and something that... Like, I push one-take videos on so many bands that I'm just like, I still one-take it. Let's do this. Because yeah. so many things go wrong with it and so many things cannot work out but they can be done in different ways and my favorite video i ever did was that one take of young lions and i was like we literally did it one one we shot it once yeah right and that was it and i was like oh this is this is the best thing i ever did and it was That's a sick. huge fluke in the end mm. like everything just worked out nobody stopped and looked at the camera nobody did anything and yeah. it was walking through like fed square at the end <coughs> If, if I saw a music video getting done in Fed Square, like a one-taker, I would have walked in frame for sure. Yeah. I'd be like, just chucking up a peace <laughs> sign in the background and be like, phew. And, yeah. But there was no idiots here that day. And we, like, like so myself. you lucked out. Yeah, so we lucked out. And that's, if if we're, if we're I can find a point of difference like that, man, then I'm in. Yeah. Always. Yeah. And so I guess other than that, what are some other like touchstone things for you that you feel, uh, I guess, um like typical of your style or something that you feel that you've developed quite well for yourself? Uh, just ever like someone said to me the other day, they're like, Oh, I did a, a Neil portrait. And I was like, give us a look. And oh, that would, that was, it was like a meet and greet thing. And like, Oh, I did a Neil portrait. Like, it's just a black and white portrait of a person like close yeah. up. And I was like, Oh, is that? And I spoke to some of the dudes. I'm like, is that what you think? Like my main thing is and like, yeah. black and white looking at the camera and it's like oh hasn't that been done like a lot and they're like yeah but you can tell when it's yours that's I was like, oh that is really nice like that's kind of a thing that it's very hard to get a thing yeah in the industry of like what to do especially when it's there's so many photographers and so many video dudes it's like i i think it's pretty impossible at this stage for me with video stuff to people to watch a video and be like oh that's 
this person's video. Sure. Like I, I still know videographers <coughs> where I'm like, oh, I, I can just straight away, like I saw the new Void of Vision one clip today. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I have no idea who did this. Yeah. And it was Tomo and he killed it. But I was like, oh, that's sick that I couldn't just tell it was yeah, his video. Awesome. And like, I don't want people to look at my work and go, or my, at least my video work and go, oh, that's Neil's video. Because yeah. then it's becoming stale and uninteresting and people can just guess what you're going to do. Mm-hmm. But with photo work, like, as long as it's good, I'm not really interested in people knowing straight off the bat that it's me. Okay. Like, luckily, I work with a few bands now consistently where most of the time, if they put a photo up, they'll just go, that's Neil's work because sure. he's their photographer. And that's becoming more of a thing now of just solidifying yourself with certain bands and making sure they'll work with you again and again and again mm-hmm. so that you know if most of the time now you see data members work you go oh that's adam's shot and that's how you know it's his shot like sure. even um like kane's live work a lot of the time you can't just go that's kane's photo unless it's something ridiculous and then sure. you're like oh, that asshole's <laughs> done it again <laughs> like yep. sick i'm out of a job um but if if you get um yeah if, if i ever get to that point where they can identify my live work just straight away i'll be like i'm gonna change it up yeah i'm gonna do something else man like i'll just start shooting sets on film or whatever just yeah because <laughs> um i um i'm not interested in just forming this standard thing that everybody knows like, yeah it's not like I take photography a little bit differently to music where if you, you know, if you hear a Meshuggah song, you know, like, oh, it's yeah, Meshuggah. We're like point one of a second in, <laughs> yep, Meshuggah song. Like, I, I, don't want, I don't want my stuff to get like that. Like, sure. that's sick. Don't get me wrong. I love Meshuggah, who are coming out, by the way. Oh, yeah. So sick. But yeah, if if I ever get to that point, I'd, I'd change it immediately. Yeah. Just do something else. So what are things then that you're looking to do? What are things that you want to do that you haven't been able to do yet? Um, bigger festivals. Sure. Like I, Australia is, I love the Australian music industry, mm-hmm. but it's pretty small yeah, in the grand tiny. scheme of things. Like yeah. I, <clears throat> I love that. And we're like, we're doing all the unifier next year and everything. Like we're doing all the media for that. And I'm like, that's, huge man it's like yeah. thousands and thousands of people we get to work with Lexus on fire it's like yeah, this is sick. gonna be sick but then i look at like the rock am ring lineup and go sure. that's where i need to be uh-huh. i need to be shooting fifty thousand people not you know five or six or whatever it is like <laughs> yeah. that's one thing where i'm always building towards that obviously um but apart from like live music because there's only so much i can do with live music before I just start to repeat myself again and sure. again. Uh, and I don't want to get into like weird tricks or any, like trickery with my camera or anything. And yeah. go, oh, I'm going to like smaller gigs and stuff. I have to do that. I'm like, do some double exposures and cool things, but it's not anything I do with Northlane or anything. I wouldn't be sure. doing any of that kind of stuff on stage. Just get the job done. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there's like plans I got for books and yeah. know, other things where, I want to, I just want to start making stuff where it leaves a mark. So if I get hit by a bus tomorrow, they go, oh, here's this thing that we can have rather than just an Instagram account that won't be there in 10 years. <laughs> Cause that's, I always, I get really worried about that, man. I'm like, all right, so if Instagram dies tomorrow, what, what can people really see? Like I've got a building website at the moment, but it's average at best. Mm. And 
it's i think a lot of photographers would be in trouble if it stopped yeah if, like if well that, i mean that, that's that's the thing too that's sort of like the other side of the coin of the way it's moving with technology and stuff and you know like doing things like putting things up instantly and stuff like that the other side of that though as well is that <clears throat> you do want things up to stand the test of time and it, yeah. i mean it's the same with being in a band it's why everyone wants to release vinyl like even though <clears throat> it has had a resurgence i think a big thing for myself and i'm sure everyone else who plays in bands is that like it's great that it's so easy to put music on the internet yeah but at the end of the day being able to hold your own records and look at the artwork and see it how it's meant to be yeah you know and similarly with photography like having a book and having something that you can sit and you know show to people and like there's something totally different about that experience as yeah. well and that's like my favorite thing I've ever done and probably that I'll ever do is the latest Amity cover. Yeah. Because I literally got the vinyl the other day for the first time and mm. opened it up and there's this, like everything is mine on there. Like me and Pat did the whole thing and then I opened up the the centerfold and there's this huge big photo of Joel in there that I took like in the coffin. I was like, that's so sick. Yeah. And awesome. seeing in the credits and everything, it's photography. Neil Walters I was like, that's so mad. Like yeah, I need unreal. more. Thi- like I've got a few vinyls now, covers I've shot and everything, but this was the first big one where it was like, if I go and show this to someone on the street, there's a high chance I've seen it before because all the billboards and everything that were around, yeah, and, um, the internet. Yeah, um, <laughs> there's a chance that they've kind of seen what it is, and just holding that and going, all right, I'm going to give this to my parents and be like, so, especially my grandparents, and go, oh. Because they, they really don't have any idea what I do. They know sure. I do something with a camera, but it's, uh, you know, my grandma still thinks I'm slack and I don't have a real job, which <laughs> eh, I kind of agree with her in a way. Yeah. Um, but I can give her this and be like, look, I made this. I'll yeah. take, take the vinyl out of it and be like, don't listen to that. Uh, don't worry about the music. <laughs> yeah, don't worry about the music. I didn't have anything to do with that. And Gran, you're going to hate it. But the pictures. Uh, but the pictures, me. all me, all me. Yep. Yeah, so that kind of stuff. Um, anything I can do with longevity is... Um, is great and that's why videos are good because YouTube's I YouTube's going to be around for quite a while I reckon sure. yeah. uh, it's, it's done, it's proven to be done. popular I think yeah. um, and so yeah <coughs> videos going out now and like seeing them on Rage and um, staying up till like I stay up till 2 in the morning to watch it on Rage but when that, that happens too like with Benny's ones we they were on Rage and I was like sitting up at 2 in the morning watching them going ah oh, this is sick yeah this this is pretty sick and yeah, like that mad. means it's it's on rage tapes in at the abc you know yeah. so it's the, the it exists that, in physical it, form it exists anything that exists especially magazines all dying off now it's it's getting way harder to have anything physical unless you do prints and i'm not a big fan of prints yeah that um anything that's not magazine work now you have to work pretty hard to get yeah um, so if you can get yourself a vinyl or a um a taped video then you're good to go yeah that's awesome mm. um is there anything you would like to promote or spruik or advertise to the people who listen to this podcast um listen to the bennies that's <laughs> like, well, like good dudes. <laughs> previous I, guests of I, this podcast I really yeah Jules. i gotta listen to that one it'd just be about weed though yeah I smoked weed. Yeah. It was <laughs> True. Um, I don't know, man. Like, uh, I pretty much just like promoting things that I've done previously. I like people watching like, Go on. the Hellions video. Yep. Go watch that. I was, also, guests of this podcast. Dude, you've done everything with every, like, Huge. The, Made my mark. 
Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> Pick up the Amity vinyl. Everyone's got that already, actually. Um, yeah. Anything that I've done is on my website or my Instagram, but I'm... What's your website? Uh, don't worry about the website. It's crap. What's Just, your Instagram? My Instagram is neilwalters underscore. So go there to that go. and got it. leave me a comment and say, I was sent here by Neil. <laughs> Good one. All right. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for taking some time to talk to me. Thanks for having me, dude. My pleasure.